Welcome to the Jared Show Wisdom Podcast. In this episode, we'll be taking a look at how the world and the earth are not the same. How the world is something we live in, and the earth is something we live on. something we live in and the earth is something we live on. Understanding this radical and profound distinction stimulates and cultivates the feeling of liberation or freedom. The freedom to look at the world around you and to see it for what it truly is, an intangible, malleable, ever-changing state of being. Gaining this insight allows living on this beautiful, bountiful, God-given earth to be much more tolerable and enjoyable. In the first section, we'll look at the world and what it's made of. In section two, we'll see the distinction between the two. And in the last section, we'll get a sense of how this idea affects our everyday lives and what this understanding means for each of us. Before we move into section one, I'd like you to think about how you view the world and how you view the earth. Do you view these terms as one and the same? If so, why? And we'll be back right after this. Welcome back. I'm curious to see what you came up with. If you're watching this video on YouTube or listening to this on a podcast and you would like to comment, please pause this episode and do so now. Okay, let's begin. So what is the world? The world at large is made up of many different smaller worlds. Think of it like a city. Each city has different areas that added together form a larger structure or some total. Each city generally has shopping, industry or factories, housing, a downtown, sometimes an uptown or a midtown. Certain cities have financial districts and certain cities serve as a whole as the financial district of the entire country, much like New York City does for the United States. To easily sum these areas up, they are divided into two parts commercial and residential. Each part has a different need and are laid out in different ways. Commercial, that of shopping, industrial complexes, etc., has more of a cold feeling. It's a working environment. Whereas residential has a much more homey, calm, peaceful, playful environment, there to nurture, there to raise and protect. 
its citizens. Now sometimes, as in the case with places like downtown, these two worlds collide and we get a mix of both. My point here is that within each city are many different worlds, many different ways of living, each quite distinct from the other, although through the years we have tended to blend these atmospheres in the hopes of being more productive. Even still, we have the sense that downtown is a different place than outside of downtown or the rest of town. It's its own little world. The world at large is much the same. The world itself is comprised of the world of business, money, earned wages, paychecks, banking, and shopping. The world of relationships, spouses, kids, parents, siblings, extended family, co-workers, neighbors, strangers you meet, and strangers you see in entertainment, and the world of entertainment, social media, television, movies, music, and much, much more. The world of health, mental, physical, and spiritual, as well as diet and exercise, and we'll get a little bit more into those in just a minute. This list of quote-unquote worlds could go on and on, but I think we get the point. The world at large is stitched together from each of these mini-worlds, and each of these, in turn, is comprised of more mini-worlds. Think of movies and break it down into genre, such as horror, comedy, or drama, or the production of movies, having to do with actors, directors, editors, and much more. All of these things comprise the world of movies. Each of these mini-worlds, or mini-ecosystems, if you will, interacts with each other, and this holistic system of systems makes up the world at large. Ah, but where do these systems come from? The world itself comes from thoughts and abstract realities, such as money, as most currency isn't backed by anything tangible, as in the U.S. dollar. The US dollar used to be backed by gold, and it was backed by something tangible. Now we have a fiat currency, and that fiat currency is backed primarily by promissory notes or ideas. The world itself exists primarily in the mind. An abstract reality we have placed upon the earth in order to better explain it and communicate it to one another. Think about it in terms of mathematics. A perfect circle is actually just a concept and theoretically impossible to actually achieve. With the use of technology, I'm sure we've achieved it at some point, but not drawn by hand. A circle is more of a symbol, and symbolism itself is really just another construct we created in order to more accurately convey a thought. Take, for instance, when you look at a tree. It doesn't look like a triangle with a rectangle as the trunk, nor is a heart actually the shape we draw to convey the idea of a heart. The fundamental building blocks of the world are symbols and ideas or thoughts. These ideas and symbols get molded into systems and algorithms or patterns, such as the pattern or path to success 
being widely thought of as preschool to grade school, grade school to high school. Getting good grades throughout all of these leads to college. Getting good grades through college and graduating college leads to a good job. A good job leads to more money. More money and a good steady job allows for the acquisition of a house, car, kids, and a family. After, say, 40 years or so, uh, in that particular job or that particular industry or field, that leads to retirement. And in retirement is when we get to enjoy ourselves. That construct of what it means to live a productive life and lifestyle is somewhat outdated. This brings us to an interesting point. It is not the earth that has evolved. It is us that has evolved. Specifically, our minds have evolved and therefore our world has evolved. When we return, we'll get into the difference between the world at large and the earth. During the break, I'd like you to think about how big your world is. We each live in our own little world. It's said that people rarely travel outside of a five to 10 mile radius of their house. They go to the same grocery store near their house and visit the same places all at a convenient distance away from their house. So how big is your world? How far do you physically get away from your house every day? Now, yes, we are in the middle of the pandemic and I understand that a lot of us are locked down at this particular moment, but I mean on average in your lifetime, not over the past three months. And we'll be back in about 30 seconds while you think about all this. Welcome back. To give you some insight on my little world, and thank you for joining my little world here, the grocery store I go to is less than one mile away. I do travel outside of a 10 mile radius to go to work, but not as often as I'd like to, not very regularly. Leave a comment on how big your world is, and let's get into how the world and the earth are not the same. As we have seen, the world is made up of many different, smaller worlds. The world of business, health, relationships, entertainment, and much more. We have seen the world is a construct of the mind, an abstract reality placed upon the earth. The earth, in turn, is the three-dimensional space we are in. It is the plane of existence we are on. The earth is the physical reality that we can see, touch, taste, hear, and smell. It is a beautiful place, full of wonder, surprise, adventure, animals and plants, 
the earth is lush and overflowing with life. It is roughly made up of 70% water and 30% landmass. An interesting fact, the human body is also roughly made up of 70% water. Interesting coincidence, right? It's true, the earth is a beautiful place. It is real, it is tangible. The world is an abstract reality we have placed on top of the earth. It's sort of like augmented reality. If you have never tried augmented reality or you don't know what it is, it's usually a pair of glasses or it can be done with uh, the camera and your phone or laptop or however you want to do it. It is a virtual reality or a digital reality that appears when you have the camera phone or glasses on. Augmented reality takes the space that you are viewing and enhances it by placing digital imagery over top of it. The world and the earth are much the same. The earth is something we live on. It's real and tangible. You can reach out and touch it. The world is something we live in. An abstract reality made up of intangible objects such as monetary value, hierarchical systems like governments and corporations, signs, symbols. The world is a system of systems that have evolved over time and continue to evolve. While the Earth also has an ecosystem and worlds within worlds, the Earth is a perfect self-sustaining system. Each piece of the puzzle works within the harmony of the whole to create a perfectly self-contained existence for every form of life. Let's think about it this way. If the world, that of money, governments, and the system in which we find ourselves in, if the world suddenly went down, Let's say all of those things went away, the governments, money, and everything stopped working. Would the earth still be here? Would we still exist if there wasn't a government? Would we still be able to communicate without cell phones? Could we still eat without money? Grocery stores, trucks bringing goods to every Walmart and 7-Eleven. How could we survive without a Starbucks? Easy answer, yes we could survive. It may not be as easy as it is now, but humans would be just fine. The Earth would be just fine. After seeing how some forms of life and how the Earth's ecosystems have responded without humans running around everywhere for the last few months, some may argue that it would be better off if that happened, and so would the human race. You see, the world is that system we live in. The system of farms shipping goods to gro shipping goods to grocery stores, to money, to buy the food, to refrigerators, to pots and pans, to finally a table of delicious food. It's the mortgage to buy a house the job it takes to pay the mortgage, the driver's job to deliver that food. All of these systems make up the world, but without all these systems, the earth is still here. Just like if you are looking through a device at augmented reality and you turn that device off, reality is still here. 
To use the two terms interchangeably is to miss the point. The point is that the world and the earth were created by two different entities. God created the earth. Man created the world. Because the mind of man has evolved, the world has evolved. Just look at technology and how we have used that to change society. For thousands of years, we use animals to get around. Now we use metals that we shape into something called an engine and somehow still call it horsepower. We've come a long way, it's true, but in some ways we haven't. We still struggle with the same needs that people have always struggled with. Food, shelter, clothing, work, money, and financial freedom. These issues mankind has always dealt with, and I'm not so sure that we'll be able to conquer them given any length of time. The system of systems we have created doesn't allow everyone to enjoy financial freedom. We as human beings don't really understand an equal caste system, where there are no castes of people or tiers of living. I won't go into that now, but I will say this. The system we have now is fundamentally flawed. While I'm not on the side of socialism, communism, or fascism, I'm not on the side of living under the hidden hand of an oligarchy either. A system, a world, where the few rule the many has lasted for far too long. In a sense, I am saying this world is corrupt and you cannot change it, you cannot beat it, you cannot replace it. It is far too big and it is far too complex. The only way to deal with this corrupt world is to be liberated from it, to leave the world, regain the sense of what's real and what has real value, and to come back to the world with a renewed mind and a renewed purpose in life. When we get back, we'll get into how, how understanding this distinction can be liberating. Before the break, I want to ask you, when is the last time you unplugged from the world and got back into nature? Perhaps it's time to go camping, or go for a hike, or even just a little walk. If you are walking, or hiking, or camping while listening to this, I'm glad you brought me along, and we'll return right after this. Welcome back to the Jared Show Wisdom Podcast. Now let's get into how these ideas can help us in our everyday lives. If we remember that the world is an abstract reality, much like augmented reality, then we can begin to mold and shape the world. Perhaps not the world at large, so much as our own little world. Not only can we change it, or pieces of it, but we can shut off the world when we need to take a break to gather ourselves and regroup. And we should every once in a while. 
periodically detaching ourselves from the world allows us to remember what's real, what's tangible, and helps give us clarity. Stepping outside of the world with all its ideas and thoughts, worries and problems, we see that we don't know what's going to happen, and that's okay. It's okay not to know. We see that the world's opinion or the collective thoughts of how life should be lived or what we should be doing aren't necessarily always right. Just as science doesn't know everything, the world doesn't know everything. This collective human knowledge can be useful, but it can also be harmful. It's up to each one of us to figure out how to exist within this world. In other words, don't let the tail wag the dog. Better yet, in the words of Jesus Christ, live in the world, but be not of the world. So how can we do this? How can we change our own little worlds to be more like we want them to be? Or in some cases, more like we need them to be? It begins with a few simple concepts. First is the three foundations of life, health, wealth, and relationships. Without these three things, life isn't life. It's just going through the motions of existence. The second concept is diet and exercise. And here's the twist. I'm not talking about your body. I'm talking about your mind. What are you feeding your mind? And what are you thinking about? What you feed your mind is equivalent to what you eat. You are what you eat is not necessarily about food. What you are feeding your mind is your diet. What you are thinking about is how you are exercising your mind. And if you allow your mind to think about just anything all the time, it's much like laying on the couch every day, all day long. The mind gets out of shape. Back up. Once we begin to focus on the diet and the exercise of our minds, we can start either repairing or rebuilding the three foundations in life, health, wealth, and relationships. As we start to rebuild or repair those foundations, through the mortar of mental diet and exercise, we start to regain the ability to shape and mold our own little worlds. We repair the relationships around us, we focus on our diet, both with food and what we are feeding our minds. We exercise or think in terms that are more healthy, productive, and beneficial. In this episode, we have explored what the world is and what it's made of. We have seen how the world is an abstract reality, much like augmented reality, that is placed upon the earth. We've touched on how we can change, shape, or mold that abstract reality by getting into a few simple concepts, diet and exercise of the mind, and the three foundations of life. In the next episode, we are going to get deeper into those three foundations, health, wealth, and relationships, 
I hope you'll join me. I also hope that you have enjoyed this episode. If you have any comments, ideas, or thoughts you'd like to share, just leave me a comment, or you can email me at thejaredshowwisdompodcast at gmail.com. A link is in the description if you didn't catch that. I'll be happy to reply to you as soon as I can. Stay tuned for the next episode on Wednesday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Thank you for listening, and as always, may God bless you.